I'm Jeff Wright, and welcome to the Blame to Fame podcast. As an entrepreneur, I have not only built an extremely successful business from scratch, but also employed thousands of men and women and helped them on their path to financial freedom. One of the most common themes for me and everyone else who has succeeded is that we never blame anyone and are aware that our success or failures fall solely on our shoulders. It was not until I hit rock bottom that I realized that only I alone could change my future. And on my podcast, you're going to hear the stories of successful folks who have gone from blame to fame in their own lives. I look forward to sharing my journey and great guests that will educate you about their path to success. Please join me each week on the Blame to Fame podcast. All right, we have a special guest today. I am I'm so happy and excited because I've I've been chatting uh, with her about doing this. We have Mia Kay locally here from the Tampa Bay. She is an artist, musician, songwriter, model, has like one of the coolest Instagrams ever. And uh, you should follow her because she is also uh, a very dedicated hard worker and uh, and just an all-around awesome person. Mia, thank you for being on. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Definitely excited to be on the Jeff Wrights podcast. And, you know, I think I'm the one who coined the hashtag, the right thing. Okay. I've been leaving that all over your things forever. Well, thank the you right for that. Thing, the right thing. <laughs> thank <Yes>. you for that. <laughs> so um, how long have you been in the music business? Um, well, let's see. As far as music itself, um, I've been doing it since I was five. I've performed on most major stages across Northeast, uh, the U.S., like, you know, Pennsylvania, I grew up in Cleveland. So I've played in PA and Indiana, Ohio, all those kind of places and traveling show choirs, gospel choirs. Um, I probably sang competitively 40 hours a week during school for most of my school years. And um, after that, I actually, you would think I would have majored in music, but um, I had some troubling circumstances that happened with my family, so it never happened. Um, I ended up becoming a paramedic for a while for um, off, off base of Camp Lejeune. And then a couple of years later, I found my back, uh, way back to music with um, acoustic duo. Uh, we did folk and bluegrass called Unknown, and we started to get a following in USF and uh, around Florida and then North Carolina and Georgia. And then when my partner passed away very suddenly, I was left with nothing. And I didn't have a guitarist and I, I didn't play guitar and I was only singing. So after a while, this is how this applies to your podcast so much. I had to learn to play guitar, get back on my feet and relaunch um, a music career. So I did that by first gigging around town, taking some local gigs. Um, I moved down to this area partially because there's a lot of tourism, a lot of uh, place to, places to play, a lot of people all the time. And so I started doing that and I started adding to social media here and there. And I got reached out to by Federal District Records, which is a Wu-Tang backed record label out of New York City. It's for hip hop. And I was like, sure, let's let's do it. So I got involved with them um, and everything has just taken off since then. I've left them, but um, to pursue a more independent, more acoustic, less hip hop kind of sound for myself. And it's just it's it just kind of happened very organically. Uh, but with a lot of work. So I've been doing music my whole life, but as MK, I've been MK for about a year and a half. Well, that's incredible though. You, 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 you learned the guitar because you basically had to. 
you, right, really, it was like, you really didn't have a choice. It was a question of either, you know, not playing or, you know, I tried to find other people to play with, but it just wasn't my, my heart wasn't ready for it. Or I don't know, maybe God didn't intend that or something like that. Um, but I eventually just picked it up and just by, you know, learning chords, I'm not the world's best guitarist by any means, but what it did is it gave You're me better the than I am. I can tell you that, that. I needed. <laughs> well, you never know. Um, <laughs> it gave me the background that I needed to be able to get out and use my voice. And that, that was really my goal. People, I, I don't think a lot of people really understand uh, having, you know, I moved, I lived in Atlanta for a long time before I moved to Florida. And, you know, the hip hop industry is huge up there, as you probably huge. well know. Yes. And, and, and I, I know quite a few people up there that are in it. I don't think people really realize what hard work that business really is and how tough that business is and the, the focus and the dedication that you have to have to really make it. Right, right. I have a lot of talk with um, my artist friends. Um, and what we say is it's, it's 90% like, you know, the behind the scenes work, your, your clerical work, you know, your pages, your websites, um, it's, it's advertising, it's getting out there and it's, it's only 10% talent is what we say. It's, it's all this like work behind the scenes every day. You got to get up, you got to answer everything. You got to update your pages and then you've got to write, you've got to stay in shape too. You try to do that. I mean, at least I do, you know, things like that to be uh, performance stage ready. So there's so many things that come into it. This idea of the wandering minstrel um, when you're trying to make it in the business definitely is, is, is misconstrued. Yeah, because people, people, you know, might see Snoop driving a Rolls Royce around LA, you know, smoking a joint and thinking that's all he does. When in fact, he's probably one of the hardest working guys out there. Right. The, the, right. The, just, it's all the stuff you don't see. And it's, and it's that I think in any industry, right. It's, it's what we learn to manage behind the scenes mm -hmm. so we can create, I don't know, this image, this illusion that we have to give, whether you're, you know, a businessman or a singer, um, you want to create a right, uh, profile and image for yourself. And it just, it takes a lot all the time. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's crazy because a lot of people think that that's the life that musicians have. And, and I know, I know for a fact, it's, you know, it's certainly not true. And I know that, and you said 90%, I think that's true of almost anything, though. Now, even even if you're a doctor, you you have a medical practice. 80, 90 percent of, of of what keeps that business going is is the marketing that you do. It's 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 keeping everything up and whatnot. It's it's really only 10 percent of the actual work that that actually that people purchase that, that what is bringing in money, but it's the 85, 90% of, of the back end stuff, all the advertising, all the legal stuff. Uh, I know there's a lot of legal stuff in your business for sure. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it, it's, it's just stuff that people, people don't see. And a lot of people, and, and I guess this is one thing that probably keeps people from being entrepreneurs and, and, and working for themselves is that they, they don't want to have all that responsibility of, bringing in business. They don't want the responsibility of, 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 of having to keep up with, 
with taxes and, and keep up with the rent and keep, they, they would rather just trade their time for money, right. get their money and, and go and, and have a problem free life. But, you know, I've never done that. The, 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 the thing is to me, the, the, the reward for me is, is well worth the risk of, of, of what I have to do. And, um, plus I really don't like answering to people and, and right. I, I can, I can tell you don't. No, I, <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> How can you tell? <laughs> also risk, risk is huge. Um, I, I always make a joke. I'm like, I'm, I mean, I, I have always been a little bit of a risk taker, you know, and, um, Honestly, it's gotten me a lot of places. I mean, have I learned? Have I gotten hurt? Have I fallen from my risks? Absolutely, absolutely. But at the same time, I don't think that I would have, I wouldn't be here if I didn't take the risks I take. You know, um, when I got approached by the record label, I was managing a restaurant down in Clearwater Beach and um, I was making really great money and I liked the job and, you know, everything was good, but I didn't have the time to be managing at that capacity and also, you know, worrying about things like, payroll and napkins and, you know, just everyday restaurant problems mm. and also be worrying about where's the next show? How am I going to get to it? Do I have time to be there? All my travel and things like that. So you have to make decisions sometimes in your life on what you want to pursue, right? And, and how you want your life to look uh, just like you're painting behind you. We paint our own, um, our own reality. Right. And so it's up to take, yeah. us, it's, it, we have to take that in our hands and, um, and put the elbow grease in, right? It's about effort too. Yeah. And I'm a big believer in that activity breeds activity. It, it really does. The more, you know, I, I think everything's a contact sport. The more, the more that, the more that you contact you have, the, the more, the better you're going to do. Uh, you know, it's, it's just like, just like social media. If, if you stop posting anything, if, if you stop that activity, then your account's not going to grow like, like it is. Your engagement's not going to grow the, the way that it does. And, you know, pretty soon, you know, even though you've got this cool Instagram, if you, if you stop doing the activity, it's going to be a lot sooner than later that people are even going to forget your account. So you, you, have to, you have to keep that activity going and you never know who it is that you're going to be talking to next that's going to have that next opportunity for you yeah, and and i'm sure that's happened to you one foot in front of the other you know that's that's i saw your post on smart goals right and mm -hmm. i was like i really like the smart goals because that's that's the best way to work one brick at a time is how you get there if i wake up tomorrow and i say oh i want to be so i have a million streams and all this stuff that's great but how do I get there? I get there with the first stream. Then I get there with the next 10 streams. Then I get there, I meet somebody. And then, and then that's how everything unfolds. You know, that's how life unfolds. Yeah. But particularly I've been experiencing this last year. It's been amazing. Just one foot in front of the other, have your small goals. I don't try to think too hard about uh, the future. I'm just here doing this and um, finding out where it takes me. And so far that's been working out. <laughs> I, I did a podcast earlier today with a lady named Siri Lindley. Uh, incredible, incredible person lives in Colorado. And she was talking about, you know, she had had cancer. Um, she had had all kinds of problems in her life and she was a professional triathlete and she was also training other triathletes for, for the Olympics. 
and just constantly stayed in contact with people. And uh, because of all the contacts she did, she, she never in a million years thought this would have ever happened. But she got approached by Tony Robbins. And for the last five years, a lot of his events, she is the keynote speaker on stage all over the world speaking for, for Tony Robbins. And, and, you know, she's a, an, an athlete trainer and actually, <clears throat> excuse me, also now a horse trainer. She owns a big horse farm. Uh, does does uh, horse rescues, and that's something that she kind of fell into just because of of the activity. So you you never know. One thing that I have found, Mia, is that every problem that you have, uh, or, or every problem I've ever had in my life, it, it, everything that 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 I've ever had where I thought my world was going to fall apart, blessings came from those. And, and there are situations that I'm in now that I would not be enjoying were it not for those dark times that I had. But it, it's almost like you have to have gratitude for the problems that you have because it's always knowing that something better is going to come down the pike at the other end of those problems because the cool thing about problems is that they don't last forever. Good times don't last forever, forever either, but problems don't. So it, it sounds like to me through all the, all the trials that you've gone through and whatnot, you certainly uh, experience blessings and benefits and whatnot and continuing to do it uh, through your career and through your music. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, a lot of things that I have, um, you know, had experience of my, my parents passed away fairly early um, when I was in my 20s. Um, my mom had cancer. We did hospice for her. Oh. Um, you know, all those kind of things. Uh, my partner passing away very suddenly. Um, all those things made my music. You know, they made everything that I'm doing now, everything I put into my music, uh, all those feelings, all those things I went through. If I didn't have trials and tribulations and, and hardship, I wouldn't really have the grit and I wouldn't have that depth of emotion to sing about, I feel like. So it's, it's a weird way that life works in mysterious ways. And, you know, I think what I, you know, you just said problems don't last forever. That's what I love about you because you can always get a different spin. And sometimes you get stuck in those dark holes and we're like, oh, you know, like even this week, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to do this anymore. I don't know. I was in that room. I don't know. And then the <laughs> next day, I wake up and I've got Master P in my DMs, right? And I've got these an uplifting messages. Oh, that was crazy. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, from different fans and stuff like that and saying, you know, um, even if it's just one person who reaches out, it's like, you know, that song made me cry. That song really spoke to me. It reminded me of a time in my life. I feel like, well, then I'm going to keep going because it's, it's, it's making a difference. And, and it, just, it just is so validating for me on my journey. But absolutely, we have to have darkness before we can have the light, I think. And um, honestly, don't you like people who've had to be through a lot more? <laughs> like, I because do. they, un they I understand, do. you know, no matter what they've been through, there's, there's some sign that you deepen your soul. It's like an evolution of your existence. Yeah, every, every, everybody likes the story of, of the person who crashed and burned and then got back up and went back going, going and, and right. ended up back on top again. Yeah. They, and the question they, is, they really is, do. 
if you can keep getting back up. And I think that's something you talk about all the time is you've got to keep getting back up. What do you expect if you don't get back up? And, um, and that's, I just try to keep that firmly planted. I try to make sure everyone around me does. Cause it's well, so because important. if you don't, if, if you don't, no one's going to do it for you because right. misery, you know, misery loves company and, and uh, you know, your misery can be as close as, is your family. I don't know if you have any siblings or not, but, but um, uh, it, it, it can come from them. It can come from your, uh, from your best friends. And, and I always tell people that if you have friends that aren't being supportive of you, you need to get rid of them and get some new friends. You, you, you yeah. really do. Because I've, I'm a big believer you are the product of the people that you hang out with. My father uh, always said to me, and apparently his father said, um, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I've, I woke up with that in my head on Tuesday and I've been talking to everybody about it actually all week because it really is. I mean, you can see a reflection of yourself in the people that you surround yourself with. Yeah. And, um, they, my father, another good one is, um, it's okay if you're the dumbest person in the room, because if you're hanging around with all these people who are smarter than you and know more than you, that's okay. You can learn, be with people you can learn from and, and and take things back from, uh, rather than always looking to be the best everywhere. Right. Yeah. And they say, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're, you're in the wrong room. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, see, I I'm with you. I'm and, and, yeah, you're and in the are, wrong room. These are great little, they're, they're true though. I mean, th these adages really do prove true. Yeah. And what, what I, what I believe, and, and I'd be curious to know from you because um, you, you're, you obviously know people in the industry that are at the level that you want to be, or even above the level that you want to be, do you find them to be helpful and encouraging to you? Yes. Yes. People who have yeah. actually are happy with themselves and have made their goals and, and they, they are the most encouraging. It's the people who have haven't that want to pull you down it's things like that and I absolutely people I have a lot of great mentors um who I do hope to to be able to match one day and they're nothing but helpful and and trying to lead you on your way as long as you're ready to listen you know as long as you want to put work in and I think one reason why they're helpful or, or so willing to help is because they were where you may be right now and they right. they, they get it they understand they understand and and that's why, you know, I can't understand it. So there are so many people that, that, that are terrified to ask someone for help or, or ask them their thoughts on things and whatnot, because they think this, this person's going to think they're better than them or, or whatever. And, and that might be true in a few cases, but in most cases it isn't, it, it's just not true because they they have been in the same situation that that you may be in now and and they they're willing to help as long as you're willing to listen my my biggest problem is i have people that call me and ask me you know for my advice and, and help on things and i give it to them and then they argue with me about it <laughs> and, and i'm like uh, okay well if you were going to argue with me then why'd you call me to begin with Mm -hmm. You're like, just, just take it. Just think about it. Just, yeah. Just take it and think about it. I don't need you to argue with me. Just, just go, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, take well, it and do, 
what what you're going to do with it. I found um, just for myself going through this last year and climbing up the ladder uh, in the industry. Um, there's a young artist that I've befriended that is me last year. And, you know, he'll call me and tell me some things. I'm like, oh, I understand that, 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 that. And I feel great to be able to say, I just recently yeah. broke that. Let me show you what I did. By no means do you have to do this, but this is how I see it. And it just feels good to actually communicate with other people too, who like are going through it. It feels good. It's almost like therapy. <laughs> Well, you know, the, the, there's there's someone I heard say out there one time that nobody is better than you. They're just ahead of you. They may not be better because a lot of people think that 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 oh that that guy driving that expensive car, you know, he thinks you know he looks like an asshole. He you know he he wouldn't do anything. No, he's just ahead of you. When it when in fact a lot of people that might see someone that's really successful and you know where most of them will get jealous or or they'll they'll say bad things about that person or whatever what they really should be doing is is trying to find out how that person got to where they are right is, stop, is what, stop what the low-key hate and start looking into or, or feeling yeah. a why you're angry about it right that's what i feel is if i feel upset towards somebody i gotta dig around and think about well, where's my insecurity really coming from? Because if, if I'm feeling that way, it's because I'm ultimately insecure about something, you know? Because I find a lot of people that, that, that see someone that's successful or someone that's doing well, they're going to, uh, they're, you know, they're, they're going to poke fun at them. They're going to say bad things about them. But I believe on the inside, they're just pissed at themselves because, yeah. because they didn't, they didn't take the initiative that this other person did. You know, they were too lazy to do it or they didn't believe in themselves enough to do it. And uh, I, I, think that's, I think that's 99% of it. Yeah. It's just other people. That's why you have to take these toxic assholes and just get them out of your life because they're, they're no good. They're no good. Mm -hmm. Even if it's your brother or sister, they got to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't want to be surrounded by those kind of energies, you know. And, you know, it's kind of funny because it kind of, I was driving early this morning and I was thinking about the concept of people believing in one another, right? We should believe in ourselves, but what about belief in each other, right? Even as humans, like how many times do you go out and everybody's like, oh, everybody's crazy in the world. Nobody makes sense, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, this is really the worst attitude we can have. The best thing to do would say, you know what? You're a person, I'm a person. Let's believe in each other. I, I think that would just be such a better thing. It <laughs> I would made be. A story. Well, there, there are so many people now. I, I don't know about you. I, I don't watch the news at all. No, I don't either. I, I could not tell you five things going on in the world right now. The only, the only way I would know that is just having conversations with people. I, I, I don't, I don't watch any news because it, it's, it, it, if you watch that shit all the time, it, all it does is drag you down. That that's all it does. And, and, People are so jaded because a lot, most people do watch the news and they, they, they choose to participate in, in, in getting a negative crap on Facebook and they, they, they choose to do all this stuff. And a lot of the, a lot of the preconceived notions that they would have about people, places, religions, you name it, uh, 
is not based on any kind of personal experience that they've had. It's yes. all based on basically crap that they've heard either from other people who more than likely have never been there or the news that is going to put the worst spin on it possible or even even the lies and assumptions that their head is telling them. Oh, absolutely. I used to um, be you know, very worried about the world. Like I'm, I'm still concerned, but I used to be very, very worried about everything. I'd talk to my mom and be like, Oh my gosh, but there's an oil spill here. And there's this happening here. And there's this and that, and this and that I would be freaking out like all the time. And all she could tell me, she's like, worry about what's in front of you. That's what you can control. You can't, you can, you're not, you can't control any of this. You can control what's in front of you. And I think that that's true. We're, we're living vicariously through these, these, you know, for the media, but we're, we're not seeing and controlling what's right here. You have a problem with your government, look to your local government first, look at what's going on around you, you know, and, and that also gives us a more of a feeling of control, but it's, 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 we definitely have to focus on what's in front of us and not on all this, the hearsay. Well, and the other thing too, is, is people, people love to complain about things because it's easy. They like to blame other stuff because it's easy, but they don't, they don't do anything about it. Nothing. Um, I was at my juice shop one day getting the green juice I drink every day. And there's this lady in there who had just moved her daughters to Austin, Texas and, you know, drove out there and back, you know, long drive. And I asked her, how was your trip? Said it was fine, but I couldn't believe how many homeless people were running around Austin. I said, yeah, I've, I haven't been there in a long time, but I've, I've heard that that's, that's true. She says, even here where we live, it's just a shame that we allow so much homelessness to be there. And I said, well, why don't you do something about it? She says, what do you mean? Both your daughters just left. You live in a five-bedroom house. Why don't you take someone in? Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, she's like, you've lost your mind. But but you know, the, the point is, the point is though, people people aren't willing to do anything about the the few things that they would have some sort of control over. Uh, a lot of them, a lot of them aren't. You know, people talk about the economy. All the guys that work with me, I tell them, you worry about your own economy and everything else is going to be fine. You don't have you don't have to worry about all this other crazy stuff going on um, because you can't control it. You know, if you if you just control the things your mother gave you great advice, if you can just can control and do something about the things that either do affect you or you do have some control over, you're in the you're in the ninety nine. I mean, you're in the top one percent. And then, uh, and then after really that, are. it's one foot in front of the other, right? You control and what's in front of you. And then you put what one foot in front of the other and you just keep doing that every day. And then it's ultimately harder to have a positive attitude than a negative attitude. You know, it is, I don't know why it just, it's more energy to be positive, but if you can manage to do that, you know, and even if you get, wake up feeling negative, you're like, no, I'm still here. I've got blessings. You know, I'm, mm. I'm a big one on, on being grateful and counting my blessings. Even if I'll, every day I count my blessing for running water. I mean, half of the world doesn't have running water. <laughs> like, that's right. and, and here we are. So, and, and that's just, it's life, right? It's a you know, beautiful, wonderful experience. For every one thing that one bad thing that you might see on CNN, 
there were probably a thousand good things that happened. You just don't hear about them because, you know, bad, good news, good news doesn't sell and there's no money in it. And that's the other thing people don't realize that like, you know, you're, you're in the music business and it is a business. Um, the media is the same way they're in a business and they're, they're, they're only gonna, they're only gonna spit out what sells. Right. What what keeps you in front of them. What keeps you in front of them. That's right. So tell me, um, what all genres of music do you do? Cause it, it, it seems like you do a lot of stuff. Yes. I've been having a, a difficult time with that question lately. Um, so it seems like uh, my roots, obviously, I, I spoke of, they were a gospel and then um, and then I did folk and then I did some country. And uh, then I, I used to even, I mean, I did a recording. I think I was 13. I did some EDM. Um, so I've been involved in almost everything. Most recently, hip hop, which has been really interesting <laughs> for me. Um, but all those things have meshed together. And I just got a write-up sent to me the other day about my new song. And they're saying that the uh, acoustic folk sound with the EDM drums and the country spin uh, is all, it's just a totally new sound. So even when I'm trying to put things on Spotify or whatever, they're like, what genre are you? And I'm like, I'm really not sure. So I'm going to call it like, I call it right now, uh, I call it like, indie pop or alternative country. Um, but really I'm just, I just pulled from everywhere. I mean, I've, I've been in everything to a lesser or greater extent and I just love everything. So, and I don't, I honestly, this is a secret for everyone. I don't really listen to a lot of music. I don't. (laughs) And, (laughs) uh, I play music and I will listen to, uh, especially the, the people I support and the artists I support. Um, Mm -hmm. definitely. But as far as commercialized radio music and things like that, I don't, I don't, I, it comes from me, like whatever it is, it's, it's coming from my head. Um, there's, it's just me and my influences from my life, like how we were talking, what's in front of us, not, not what the media is feeding to me or anything like that. But it was really interesting lately. I thought I would love to be away from hip hop kind of, I was kind of like a little done with it. Yeah. And um, I went to a, Americana like festival or whatever and I came back and I'm like I kind of miss hip-hop now so I don't think I'll be able to take my feet out of anything um I'm actually considering making a hip-hop EP just to play around (laughs) really yeah yeah. it's interesting because when I was you know I was a kid growing up in the 80s um you know I I I listened everybody did we all listened to I, I guess what you would probably call corporate music Right. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, we're listening to to Journey and the Eagles, and like those you know, were the days. <laughs> those were the days. That's right. Those were absolutely the days. You know, listening to Leonard Skinner and and all that. But when when I started traveling around the world, that was very eye opening to me, and and it's really cool. Like, have you ever listened to Arabic hip hop? Yes. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's they insane. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, my wife grew up in Russia. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. Yes. And, and, and a lot of it's, and, and it's stuff that, you know, if it, you know, thank goodness for, you know, internet, because, you know, years ago, I, you never would have had access to anything like that. 
but it's just eye-opening how many other genres of, of music that there are globally that you, well, you never hear here at all. It's artist expression. And for every individual who is an artist, you know, musically, they're expressing themselves. So mm -hmm. for us to fall into these categories is funny anyway. It's like, am I, you know, shoe sizes. Does my shoe really fit this? You know, am I, is this the right shoe? Um, and also, I just want to point out that music right now is a, is a world market. You know, nobody yeah. in the industry is looking to hit it in the U.S. or whatever. It's, we're all looking overseas. We're looking worldwide. And um, and sometimes the overseas markets are a little bit more open minded, honestly. Yeah. So is is like it, it would seem to me now that uh, I have a little bit of understanding of, 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 of how all these platforms pay artists now. It's really more about the branding, isn't it? absolutely branding yeah. and shows uh yeah. you could it, it, i have a friend uh who is a ghostwriter and he does a lot of things in the industry and he's able to make you know thousands and thousands of dollars you know every year off of streams but he's been doing it forever and um, i realized very quickly i'm like streams are cute but it's about uh paid shows and and then just again if, are you going to brand are you going to merchandise you can have a platform usually at this point music is a stepping stone for something else right yeah. um that we want to maybe uh you know be behind so for myself um with my brand my mk ultra um i've got that kind of going on kind of fun um but also i'm gonna start a uh a, i don't know how i'm gonna put this uh a not a group or a movement probably a nonprofit is the best way to say it and it's gonna be called changing the narrative and it's gonna just nice. be kind of a i want to offer support um and a space for women in music. A lot of times, uh, first of all, there's usually one woman musician for every 10 guys. And I've been out on the scene quite a many times on my own. I go to a lot of shows, you know, especially coming out, I'll just go um, always. And a lot of times women are kind of mistreated in this industry, um, mm -hmm. especially the higher up you go, the more things are expected, you know? I mean, and that's just, it's how it is. And I, I don't think Cher out. took any shit off anyone. Uh, you know, I hope <laughs> not. <laughs> but uh, as as I as I move forward into this, I mean, a growing problem, I, as I see it, is 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 women being mistreated in the industry. You know, you yeah. get to a certain level, and they're expecting you to sleep with them. They're expecting this. They're expecting that. And I'm not that kind of person. I'm not going to be anybody's sugar baby. Never. <laughs> no. <laughs> and and so at that point. Um, I just feel like if I've had these experiences and if some of my other female artists that I know have these experiences, there must be a lot more of us. And I don't know, I'd like to see, so I, I'm looking at something of, um, honestly, it's kind of cheesy, but women's empowerment in music, because um, a lot of That's times great. we're always going at each other and, and they, they make everything seem really catty. And I don't feel like that at all. I mean, so many people that I support that are artists, totally different genres than me, believe it or not, they follow your page now. <laughs> I, saw, I saw like one of, I mean, it's just funny things. So I, I think we're a very supportive community and I think it's being mis, uh, misconstrued on how it really is. But I feel like I wanna create something uh, that we can have, I don't know, resources and, and, and maybe we can help each other. Um, and also I wanna start, where we play at shelters and things like that. Um, yeah. So that's great. That's where I'm going down the road. That's it's it's in the process. I've got a couple of board members with me, and um, I'm I'm looking at maybe 
you know, picking up funding here and there and getting a, a more coherent plan together. But um, in this last year, from what I've seen, it's been on my mind more and more. And, um, you know, I just, for all these little girls out there who are going to be musicians and things like that, I just, I want it to be a safer spot. <laughs> if you yeah. want to be an artist, you go be an artist and you don't need to worry about getting molested or it's, <laughs> or it's too like that, that. It, that's really unfortunate the way that works i mean you know i mean the world is what it is and it, that it's it's horrible it it, it really is the the kind of you know the, all the all the evil that goes on for sure but there's safety in numbers you know safety in yeah. numbers another thing my mom always used to say so if we could so i guess i'm i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna be looking at at making something it'll start as a page it'll start as a website and and then I don't know where we'll grow from there. Well, I can't wait to see how that grows. I, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I it'll be interesting. You know, when I think of branding, um, um, to me, just and I'm not in the industry, obviously, but if if I had to pick a role model of someone who just totally reinvented themselves and and went into branding and then just got shit rich but works his ass off, uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of Pitbull. Yes. And, and uh yeah, he he looked like a street thug. Have you ever seen you ever seen his his pictures back in the day? Yes. And and then he he just totally reinvented himself and now oh my god, I, I think he owns a coffee company in Tampa now. He's yeah. got his own vodka, he's got all kinds of stuff. Everything, everything. Yeah, he's he does he he works with everybody. He does tracks for like uh what is it the the motorcycle ride or die motorcycle clubs all kinds of stuff he's got his fingers everywhere yeah. yeah 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 it's possible it's just the elbow grease and really it's the hustle uh some of the best advice i got uh a mentor called me one day and he's like why aren't you up <laughs> i'm like what do you mean it's like 7 30 he's like you should have been up at six you should have been up at six emailing and doing your stuff and getting on this <laughs> and and what are you doing? Because, you know, and, and he's not wrong, it's, by it's, the way, it's great advice. It's great advice. I mean, and that's what you got to do, especially when you're you're in your own business, right? And you're in your own boss. It's about the motivation. It's about the hustle. A lot of people can't self-motivate. That's, that's something I've noticed. A lot of people don't self-motivate very well. They need someone to tell them where to go, what to do, when to do it. If you well, can be one of those people who just can knock out your tasks and motivate yourself and keep that up that's how to climb faster how you do that isn't motivation it's habits mm. is is building non-negotiable habits it's keeping your word to yourself that you're not going to break these habits it's it's if if you like like i think every person should should read it, it doesn't matter if you're in business or not i think every person should read some sort of business or self-development book every day. And, and, and it, because the only way, the only way that you're going to learn anything, the only way that you're going to change your world is to change the information that you're taking in, to change the content that you're consuming. And, uh, and, and, and for me, um, I started maybe seven, eight years ago, I read 40 pages a day, seven days a week. Uh, 40 pages a day of some sort of book. And I've got a stack of books at home that I need to take to the library and donate. But um, it, it's just amazing how much you learn from doing that. Not, and, and it's not just 
the the learning from the content that you're taking in, but it's also just the feeling of you feel good about yourself because you're keeping your word to yourself. It's a habit that you're not breaking. And, you know, a lot of people don't like to read. And, and I got to admit, when I started doing it, I hated it. But, but now I actually look forward to it or listening to podcasts or any, anything like that that's going to bring some sort, of, uh, some sort of growth and development and education to you. Uh, doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't have to be about business. It could really be about anything. But it's changing up the information that you take in is, is one of the best habits anybody could ever pick up. Uh, I, I, if I'd have started doing that, if I'd have done that in my twenties, there's no telling where I would be now. And so it's one of the few regrets I have in life is, is not picking that, that up, but I, I try not to have regrets because I can't back, I, I can't turn the clock back. So I can only do, do something about what's moving forward. So are you going to play a song for us? I will. I will. But I did want to add to that. Um, another, it's funny, we're talking about so many things that I've been speaking about all week um, in my own circles, but reading, I just got to be a nerd about this. Reading is so important. Okay. I'm a yeah. super reading nerd, always have been. And um, I just, since I have this opportunity, I just want to point out that the information in the books is put there so much coherently than on, on the TVs and the newspapers, right? For me, I can read something much faster than I could ever watch it. I, I could, it takes me no time to read something. Watching it gets, it's drudgery for me because it takes so mm -hmm. long and so little information. And then um, it's about attention span too, right? Like reading is. and attention span, your synapses. And, um, and right before, I just will say, I hope you're reading real books with real pages. Because... I was about to say, read a damn book, a real book. Right. Not don't, the don't read an iPad because you'll get don't... distracted. Yeah. Well, yeah. The iPads, yes, that's, I never even thought of the notifications, but even the Kindles and things like that. Okay, so blue light is only in the morning. So blue light comes in in, in the, the morning. It, it's yellow light at night. So mm -hmm. when your eyes are looking at blue light, your, your body is biologically thinking it's morning. Yeah. So if you're reading a Kindle, or if you're on your phone or even the TV uh, right before bed, your, your brain is working at a different capacity as if it was at night with yellow lights, right? So you're not going to sleep as well. And, you know, not sleeping as well leads to a whole bunch of things. So I, and I just oh, read, yeah. it's called Irresistible, uh, The Science of Addiction and Technology. And it's a great book. And um, it, it's, I just, one more time, real books. <laughs> yeah, read real books. All right. Well, what are you going to play for us? So I thought I would do, um, for the first time ever on any kind of media, the uh, acoustic version of my new single, Mist. Oh, beautiful. Yes, yes. And uh, it is available on all platforms. Um, and also, I guess, since I'm gearing up for this, uh, I just uh, I just got, um, I'm going to have another single release on July 15th. So I'm really excited about that. I'm going to be releasing about three or four singles before I release the entire album, which is going to be about 11 songs. And it's called This Is Not A Love Story. And it's basically a category of probably like a categorization or um, you know, my, my testament to the last 10 years, I think. And then after okay. that's out, I'll be able to start new. All right. So I'm going to take one of these. Uh, actually, I'm, yeah, I'm going to take one of these out so I can hear myself right here, but All I don't right, think you, it should. You go right and do what you got to do. All right. Mm -hmm. 
And again, thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. It's been a year. I've been running fast. Don't know if I'll be running forward or running back every day. Wondering would it last? Baby, now I'll never know Cause that's all in the past But every moment I'm moving forward All I can think of is you Ooh, how could you do this to me? Love me so irresponsibly Was our love even true? So now I'm spinning around and round. You know this life thing can turn you upside down. And if my sanity never can be found, just remember, remember. That I gave it all for this. And when I aim, I don't miss. But I miss what I gained When you took it all away You took it all away Look what you made me miss Music in the mountains Memories in the mist You left me with only a story And a name on my wrist Now I'm chasing ghosts Still running those country back roads, wandering. Will I find this all again? So now I'm spinning around and round. You know this love thing can rip your heart right out. And if my sanity never can be found, just remember, remember that I gave it all for this. When I aim, I don't miss. But I miss what I gain. Cause you took it all away. You took it all away. That's what you made me miss. Doodle doo. Doodle doo. Doodle doo. Look what you made me miss. I gave it all the day And when I aim, I don't miss But I miss what I gave When you took it all away With all the games you play Look what you made me miss <laughs> wow that was amazing i mean we had a couple parts but for being totally cold there <laughs> you know i was uh, that was sounding a little i could hear hints of melissa etheridge in that you you, you know her yes. yes i do yeah yeah, yeah. i i, I hear a little, little hints of that that was beautiful thank you so much thank I you so much you. 
All right. So if people want to want to follow you, which I encourage everybody to follow you because you, you, your, your Instagram is so good and your stories are funny as hell. Especially those guys come running out of the store with the potato chips. That wrap was, snacks. That, yeah. That was, that we were on our way back from South by Southwest. They bought them all. <laughs> wrap snacks. <laughs> yes. You need to get some. All right. You Are they have good? Them on your desk. Um, yeah. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if they, if they want to follow you, um, if they want to download your music, buy your music, donate to your, 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 your nonprofit that you're doing, you know, the floor is yours. Tell people how to get a hold of you because I'm sure they're going to want to. Well, if the absolute best way to get a hold of me um, directly is Instagram, that's my baby. That's the most uh, media that I do pretty much. So that's where you'll get a quickest response. Everything about me will be on the Instagram. There's going to be link trees. I've got links to pre-save new music. Um, you know, that's where all the links are going to be. Um, I do have everything is available under Mia K um, on Spotify, all the platforms, everything, Apple Music, uh, Deezer, everything. Um, and as far as donating, honestly, I need to reopen. I, I was, I did have a GoFundMe for an orphanage, but I don't have that on my page anymore. But yeah, just come to my Instagram. I mean, hit me up. You know yourself, I'm very communicative. If people talk to me, I'm very likely to speak with them because you never know who you're going to be talking to, you know, and you never know what connections you're going to make. I had a friend call me today and he said, how do you get your Instagram to be how it is? And I'm like, time, 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 and more time. And also when people reach out to you, talk to them, find out what they're about. Didn't you get hacked and didn't you have to start your Instagram over? Oh my goodness. Yes, I did. So I thought thought so. I'm pretty sure. So I have a friend in, in Nigeria. He's an artist in Nigeria. And he called me one day and he goes, I think they're Nigerian pirates. <laughs> He's like, I'm pretty sure. And I'm like, I think so too. Um, these guys gave me such a run for my money. I woke up one day and it was like, I, d- I don't think I had two factor. So always put your two factor authentications on. I don't think it was on. And it showed me my password was changed. And man, I've had identity theft from this. I've had, and, they, and they still, they try to ransom my page. They try to uh, oh my <laughs> ransom my page for like $1,000, $2,000. And I had to look at them and I was like, you know what? First of all, if I paid you, I probably wouldn't get my page, my page back. Right. Anyway, second of all, no, I'm just not going to. I'm like, I, I said, screw it. And um, I started a new page. I, I took two weeks off. I was like, oh, no. And I started a new page. And um, a lot of my old fans found me again. And uh, honestly, since I have this platform, the old page is still hacked. No one listens to that page. And I've started watermarking a lot of my photos now. They were stealing photos off of my new page, putting them on my old page and going around and asking people for money or something like that. Oh my God. And so what I started doing, yeah, reaching out to my contacts and my list and saying, oh, I'm in New York and I'm, I don't have anything. And everybody knows how I speak online. Everybody knows there's a certain number of words that I will use that I'm sure no one else uses. So you will know really quick if it's not me um, because the way my verbiage is. And um, it's, it's just been a nightmare, but that is not me. <laughs> and so now as my extra precautions, I've got two factor, I've got everything. Um, and also I've started watermarking everything just so yeah. they can't steal it because I'll have my, my actual Instagram. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. I, I, I... 
I don't know if I'm doing the two factor thing. I you should I'm check. Sure. Yeah. yeah I need to make sure. You put so much time and, and money ultimately to the advertising on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. People don't just love me. I advertise, you know, and I've, I've put quite a bit into advertising. And so when my page got hacked, I was like, oh, oh my goodness. That's like a loss of thousands of dollars, you know, in advertising. Yeah. Uh, but you know, what are you going to do? You just start back up, right? Don't I'm not going to give up. Doesn't that just piss you off though? These people that, that want to, you know, take your good work and just hack it and hold it for ransom. And I just, I'm just yeah. sad that I can't like go and look at my old things. And like, I don't even go there anymore. It just makes me sad. I won't look at it. I'll ask my friends to like, see, like, I don't even want to talk about it. I reached out to Instagram a million times. I'm, I'm surprised it's not down. I've I contacted Meta like 20 times that night. I mean, at least to try to get something I've basically given up every once in a while I try. Um, yeah. But you know what I try to tell myself? I try to tell myself that if pirates or whoever it is <laughs> needs really like, I don't know, there's got to be something that will come out of it eventually, right? <laughs> At least I have a story. <laughs> I'm like, you know, and enjoy whatever well, you're as getting. They say, Im it. Imitation is the best form of flattery. You know, and I'll leave you with this, the funniest thing. And if you can figure this out, you let me know. But they're running ads with, with my old Instagram. Why are you running ads about me? <laughs> Why are you running ads? Like. How, They're running ads paid ads, ads on yes. your hack Yes, Instagram. on my old one. So I had one card that uh, I shut off, but apparently it didn't get shut off. So I look at some charges, right? And I'm like, I haven't run ads on this. And so I, I call them the pirates. The pirates have been running ads for my old Instagram. And I don't understand. Why would you do that? Like, why are you advertising me? Like, you that's, tried to ruin me. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's crazy. It's a weird that's world. crazy. Well, folks, follow Mia. Um, did you did you say what your Instagram handle was? Oh, you know, I didn't. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's MK Ultra Official One. MK so, MK Ultra underscore official one. Yeah, that's it. You definitely <laughs> well, we're gonna tag it too, but but people uh you really want to follow her because she's a uh, uh has a great Instagram. She's a great person. Uh, I, I really, I, I, I loved hearing your story and, uh, uh, and, and enjoyed hearing your music and, and uh, you're, you're going to go far. You really are. I just appreciate these moments with you today. I think I needed this this week. It's been a very empowering and uplifting week with all kinds of fun, uh, unexpected surprises. So thank you so much for being part of that. Even, even the rap, the, the, the rap snacks. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna find you one day. I'm gonna give you some reps next. <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. All right, Mia, thank you so much. Um, everybody, uh, follow this young lady. She's amazing, and we will talk soon. <laughs>